With another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 412, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 40. Uh, coming at you this week, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And since this is your regularly scheduled Clubhouse broadcast, um, I tried something different and then I went, no, just in case someone comes in the room. Um, I tried to start the room from the house instead, and... I don't know. It looked the same. I, I don't know, but there was no, I, I couldn't find a way um, to add like the room to the house to start the, you know, the, or, or the, I couldn't find a way to add the club to the house to start the room. And so rather than throw off, you know, the handful of individuals that will pop in and out of the club um, and listen to the live show and, you know, do their thing, I was like, well, Let's not make it weird this time. Um, so, yeah, still still trying to figure out the old clubhouse thing. But that's where we do it. We do it live uh, around 3 p.m. Eastern time Saturdays. So if you want to join, um, look for the Anarchist Experience something or other, either the Anarchist Experience Club or the Anarchist House. Uh, and then, you know, I'll, I, I will do the rest and figure out which which club or house or whatever we're going to be launching the it's so fucking confusing like i can't even it's i don't know if it's dumb or smart or if i'm just dumb trying to figure out how to do it um but it would be nice if i I think go ahead i think clubhouse is just trying to uh, make it more complicated and add more nuance to their their system because uh, twitter and everybody else is adding the same features could be right but then you know how how do i integrate the two right like we've mm-hmm. we've spent however and, long you know successfully or unsuccessfully building and, and this. How club. long does how long does Clubhouse have before it gets so weird that we just go over to Twitter? <laughs> well, okay, but can we live broadcast this from Twitter? Like, does Twitter have that yeah. feature and functionality? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because for a while, like I have the anarchist experience on Twitter, and mm-hmm. you know, for the first, you know, for the I don't know how long for for and, several and, years. And would we get more listeners just because of their algorithm is better? Because I don't think Clubhouse really has an algorithm. It's just a thing. <laughs> okay. And so here's my problem with Twitter. Um, I don't participate enough from the, uh, from the producer side of things. Sure. And I'm a t- terrible Twitter consumer, mm-hmm. right? So for the longest time, you know, I, I was posting the links to this show on Twitter just because, but I was not engaged or spending any time engaging with anything else on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? So it was just like a link in the description where you could, you know, follow our Twitter page. And there, there was, you know, for however long I was doing it, there was like zero followers. Um, and I'm not blaming anybody for not following, but I'm saying is I didn't spend enough time doing anything else on Twitter to, to get that engagement, 
And so I just stopped with Twitter altogether, you know. But if Twitter had, like, the live broadcast capabilities as Clubhouse, you know, and and I still would engage just as little on Twitter aside from broadcasting the show at that point, that I don't know if that would even be more effective, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, for our purposes, Clubhouse is good. Uh, not because we get live engagements, but but it's easy for us to communicate with each other and then record the show out for the podcast posterity. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also go like, well, it's a tool, right? Let's figure out how to use you know this tool um, and see where you know see where that takes us. But there's there's houses, there's clubs. Narrated, the two shall meet. Then, you know, like I said, there's no way I couldn't think of. I couldn't see an easy way to put the club in the house and make those two, you know, merge together in some form or fashion to have like one unifying location for the brand. Um, so yeah, so that's where we're at. All righty then. Um, I saw a debate about uh, mainstream media versus social media, which one's better. And uh, it had uh, Matt, Matt Taibbi on it. And that that's the guy that, was doing in charge of the the Twitter leaks. Yes. And uh he's he's pretty good, you know, and he he got his reputation for, you know, being honest and just calling out the news as it is and and he said that's his um his training and his belief how news should be. You know, it should they should strive not to be biased. Even, you know, people have biases. Um yes. you should try not to be. You should actually go out of your way to say, oh yeah, I'm I'm biased here. Here's the best I could do, showing you know multiple angles of of the argument. Uh, but they don't do that anymore. They do the exact opposite, and and they even went into explain why. And I thought that was you know, really nice. You know, okay. And Does he actually explain his bias though? Because he is known right as a a right leaning personality. Matt Taibbi. Yes. Like maybe the, now. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> he 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 wasn't though. He he wrote a book about uh, Donald Trump that was you know not right, <laughs> not right leaning. Um, he's just trying to be factual, and the left thinks that means right wing. <laughs> okay, fair. I mean that's, but that's the that's then the bias. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's absolutely uh, backwards. <laughs> the the way the the media has been portraying everything and and so he explains it pretty simply and that's that the the media mainstream media started losing popularity over social media and because they felt threatened and they were losing uh, money for advertisements and stuff they decided well it's easier to go after a a demographic or a certain uh, type of uh, content that certain people will like and just give them what they want to hear. And so you can keep people around by telling them what they want to hear and not facts, not, not the truth. Okay. And so uh, basically that's kind of what they've been doing. And so when the, the Trump um, uh, dossier came out, uh, the the media latched onto it and didn't want and they knew they had listeners that didn't want to hear that it was fake 
And so they kind of just pretended, you know, they, they didn't they didn't break the story that it was completely fake and made up. Okay. And and instead they kept feeding them parts of the dossier that were absolutely untrue. They're completely made up that uh, Trump colluded with Russians. <laughs> okay. I and go ahead. Yeah. Finish. No, that that's pretty much um you know the what they did, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I I was going to say that I don't I don't know if social media is a lot better, right? Because the the algorithm is oh a yeah self feeding yeah. loop as well. Yeah, it it creates its its own bubbles and yeah and uh, and so that's but that's what mainstream media was competing with was algorithms that feed people what they want to see and yeah and well mainstream media also so I mean okay so as as a you know as a competitive business right if your if your competitor is doing something and that is drawing people away right there's you know you you can try to innovate past that and take the next step or you can do the same thing and play catch up and try to get to where they are right and a lot of time you know for facebook in particular right they, they didn't really innovate much right they 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 took what other social media platforms were doing and then as they got bigger started do, copying them right or just buying them up right which is how they got you know uh what what's the is it whatsapp how they got whatsapp um how they ended up with instagram why they changed their name to meta right so facebook buy meta instead and as as things like Snapchat and TikTok and whatever came around, they started integrating those features into their platform, right? So that's you know, so if the mainstream media is seeing people go like, well, they, man, they're they're going to Facebook where all they all the all the information they get is just what they want to hear, and we're losing viewers. Well, then you just start feeding your viewers what they want to hear, you know, in hopes that they'll stick around, you know. Yeah, without without telling them that that that's what they're doing. Um, well, I don't think Facebook anyway, tells anyone that's what they're doing. They just, you know. Well, he, I mean. I don't know if Facebook know. is forthright. <laughs> go like, we're just going to show you. The algorithm is programmed just to show you what you want from the people you're already in common with. Right? No no ulterior viewpoints here. In fact, sure. that's where the term like shadow ban or whatever came from is because, you know, they, they weren't showing content to to people who may have even subscribed to the content. Right, but had ulterior viewpoints. So yeah, you know. so but but regardless of you know the the big social media companies that are uh, you know twi- twisting uh, the knobs and stuff, um, you can still find everything that you know. You can still find more of the truth on the internet, but you oh, do yes. have to be you do have to be open minded. Yeah, and, and you got to go looking for it. And so that's where the some of the debate was about it was like like hey a lot of this stuff is easily debunked and if you were actually had real reporters at your news station you could just look at the emails and call them and say you know did you get this email was this you was this sent to you did you respond back like <laughs> is it legit but instead the media goes well we don't really know if it's real or not and so we didn't we didn't re- we didn't post it for the world to see you know to prove that you know hunter uh, Hunter's laptop was his or not? We just didn't know, right? Like, well, why don't you investigate? Because <laughs> well, it's they didn't the, want to the know. Job. Yeah. 
<laughs> not going down that <laughs> rabbit hole. But it is their job. They're, they're supposed to be investig- investigators to tell us what the news is. Supposed to be, yes. So, but, but they, even, what they even have without become, that. What they have become is PR, right? Sure. They won't yeah, do the investigation. They'll read the PR statement from whatever corporate firm sends them a PR statement. Yeah, and and that's basically what Matt Taibbi said. And it's not and it's not just PR, but it's it's become um, uh, politicized, and they, and they're really running the the news is running campaigns for the Democrats and Republicans. So, right, and um, you yeah. know, it's, and so the sum the summary of before I forget is is they they he says now you know there's. Uh, different groups of people out there and different groups of people have different facts. And when you have, and when people can't just agree on basic facts, that's really dangerous because uh, then you get people hating each other because they, they don't believe in the same reality anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, I, again, with, with the boss, right. You know, with, with whom I disagree on much, but can't share much because he, the boss, um, you know, we, we're, again, we're talking about, I don't know how much of this we talked about last last time, um, but like the in you know the current inflation, right? Part I know part when we talked about part of the conversation last time was like people just don't want to work anymore, you know. And part of my answer was well, you know, they're inflating away the purchasing power, right? Like I don't I don't want to work the same. I don't want to put in the same amount of effort and get less out of it every single week, right? That's that's not what I'm here for, um, and nobody should be here for that. And his his answer was, "Well, there's there's always been inflation." And I go, "Yes," and now it's you know worse than ever, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not been this bad, um, but then you know, but but then we got to you know, well, he, so he pulls up like the government inflation numbers, and I go, "Well, if <laughs> those are the numbers you want to trust, <laughs> yeah. you know, number one, I can't help you." Um, but also, you know, fundamentally, right. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. You know, they, they increase the, the money, the dollars in, in circulation and it's chasing the same amount of goods and prices go up and he goes, well, that's not inflation. I go, yes, that's, that's the definition, right? If I, we, we can't have this conversation if you can't get behind me on the definition. Um, and similarly, you know, we were having a discussion yesterday. I forget how the discussion even started. It might have been like the whole fucking war in Ukraine because he loves it when the, the news reports talk about how good the Ukrainians are doing against the Russians. Um, but, you know, the, the, the concept of citizenship came up. And he goes, well, do you, you know, oh, oh man, we got, how did we even get there? There was something in the Constitution about immigration, right? And I, I you know. I factually informed him uh, that the, the Constitution has no purview over immigration, right? That's not a constitutional issue. It's not there. Mm-hmm. No. And, and to, to be fair, he's Canadian, right? So, but he's been here long enough. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's not in there. There's, you know, he's like, well, what are, what are we supposed to do about that then? I go, well, that's in there. <laughs> Right, you know, uh, rights and privileges or whatever not conferred to the federal government, not under their purview, like revert to the states. You know, he goes, well, we collectively as the states then need to do something about immigration. You know, that's not how it works. You know, it's it's the individual states that have the purview if anyone does. 
right? And I, we, we can have that discussion, but then we get to the citizenship thing. And he goes like, well, can we, can we at least say citizenship is in there? I go, well, citizenship may be. And he's like, so you, you accept that, you know, the, the constitution um, has a purview over his citizenship. And I said, well, they, they may have the purview, right? but it's, it's a contractional relationship and they failed to hold up their end of the bargain. And he goes, what do you mean by that? You know, I go like, well, citizenship, you know, as defined, right, is, you know, I've, I've, I always mess up this wording because there's like the, the, the contractual relationship. It's a, a duty of allegiance in exchange for an obligation of protection, right? He goes, where did you come up with that definition? I went to the, the law dictionary, you know. He's like, that doesn't count. You know, it's all these court rulings and so on and so forth and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, in order to get to those rulings, right, they have to have been a starting point. And if you can't get to the, and you can't, if you can't get to the definition of a term, right, as the starting point, right, then, then we can go round and round all day, you know? And then, you know, and then I, I brought up the fact that, you know, and, and what I know about you, boss, right, this is kind of where I might have been a little loopy from not sleeping well the night before. It's like, what I do know about you from previous conversations is you don't want access to resources, right? So I could send you information, right, and kind of open your eyes on these things. But you've said that in conversations with other people you've disagreed with, that you don't like getting, you know, alternative sources of information to read through. Like you're like, I don't, I'm not going to read through that, you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't match your bias. And part of that, and then I pulled up an example, uh, because earlier in the day, you know, we, we have a, a new hire who's struggling getting his headset working. And so he's got a PC <clears throat> and so he plugs in his headset and he's got, uh, he's got like the, the phone headset where it's uh, microphone and headset on one pin. Right, like the one, the one three point five millimeter jack. Mm-hmm. You, you with me so far? Okay, sure. All right, just making sure because I had to hold this up in like the camera for him to to see what I was talking about. <laughs> so his PC tower doesn't have a jack for that headset. Right, he's got headphone, uh, headset, and microphone jacks. So when he plugs that jack into the headphones he can hear what i'm saying but i can't hear what he's saying because the microphone's not connected right and then he plugs it into the microphone jack and i can hear what he's saying but he can't hear what i'm saying because the headset isn't connected Mm -hmm. and so we're troubleshooting i go well just go buy the fucking y cable you plug that into one and you plug the two into the two right and bob's your uncle well he said he did that and it's not working you know Mm. and i go okay well you know, so we sent him money, right? Uh, draw against his future paycheck to go get a USB headset. And so he goes out, you know, does whatever with the money. And, and we get the email the next morning and said, hey, the USB headset isn't working either. I go, oh, okay, that's, you know, strange. And so the boss goes like, okay, which, what do you make of that? I go, well, number one, you know, the, the first thing I want to do is not believe him. Right. Because, you know, he bought the, the, we, we know that the head, we know that the headphone jack works cause he can hear. And we know that the microphone jack works cause he can speak. So the Y connector should have been enough. Right. And we know, you know, that once you plug in the USB headset, it bypasses 
the 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 audio jacks you know he goes well hold on a minute why can't it you know why can't it be an issue with the sound card and i was like well number one if you plug in the usb headset it doesn't really access the sound card and number two most you know the pc he's probably working with doesn't have an external sound card or, or a uh, sound card added on it's probably like you know the built-in well there, there's a sound card built into the usb headset that's my point that's my point so it's not accessing the the jack fucked up sound card right it's its own thing and so if there's a if there's an issue with the sound card on the pc right the built-in onboard sound driver right it'll be bypassed by the headset and i knew this but he didn't want to hear it so we bypassed it and then i you know during this conversation right where i go well you don't want to ha- hear external sources right i just went come look over here for a second and i googled right does does usb headset you know connect to onboard sound card right and first thing that fucking pops up is the google answer that says usb headset has own sound card does not connect to onboard sound card or something like that i'm like you know we could have we could have ended this right if you were open to sources that don't agree with you right or that might change your opinion in some way shape or form but we already know you don't right so we just go like all right we'll just go move on and do whatever um but so he you know he is he is victim to that media mentality of just going to the sources with whom he already believes and continuing to believe those sources cuz they reinforce his belief system and i will look at I will read whatever you want me to read, you know, you know, time provided, right? Like when, again, you know, I've said this before, when, when I spent as much time as you currently do or more, you know, arguing with the communists on social media and Facebook, right? They's like, you, you got to read Proudhon. And so I did. <laughs> and they're like, you got to read Kropotkin. And so I did, you know, and I'm still not fucking convinced. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it, it, it was a slog to read through, um, but I did it right. They're like, well, if, if you, if you read these things, right, you, you will have a better understanding of what we're saying and where we're coming from. And so I go, all right, let's give it a shot. You know, now I'm not, you know, uh, where, whereas I might have the time at this point, uh, I have no desire to read the communist manifesto and I have no desire, uh, to read mind Kampf, and I don't think I'll ever, get those books you know into my system uh, but i also don't argue with communists anymore or nor nazis <laughs> or fascists i just you do you man and i'm just gonna you know be over here doing nothing um but yeah so if you if you're open if you're open to sources right you you might find some things that alter your opinion but he's not the boss is not right so ukraine good russia bad right vaccines good masks work you know all that all that typical bs that you would get from the normal national mainstream media or whatever he still purchases dvds not even blu-rays just a an abundance of dvds Mm -hmm. why don't you just get a blu-ray player it's better could link you to some sources on why (laughs) but social media and you know social media in general reinforces bias like that's you know that's what it does so what are you gonna do so i'm gonna win every argument i get in well and you could you you easily could right you know part of the problem with that is um 
you know, this, this is a cop out, right? But when you, when you argue in front of an audience, right, the goal, the goal is not to win over the opposition. The goal is to win over the audience. Yeah. Right. So, so I have good news in that Matt uh, Taibbi won the debate. Yay. Uh, handily. So, um, yeah, 67 to 33. So. As voted by the audience. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but know. the other guys, the the opposition, man, are the guys from mainstream media. Um, they the the one guy Malcolm, I can't remember his last name. Um, used the 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 race card like six times. Kept kept on because Matt Taibbi said, you know, well, back in the day, people had more respect and you know they trusted the mainstream media more. And he brought up Walter Cronkite. Yep. So so then. The, guy, the mainstream media guy, Malcolm, uh, kept bringing up that and say, oh, yeah, back when mainstream media was all 100% white. Yeah, we need to go back to those times. It's like, that's, that's not what his point was about. <laughs> he didn't bring up race at all. <laughs> yeah. Know? He just said people trusted the media more. And so he kept on bringing up the same uh, race uh, point, and it got really old listening to him because that's like yeah. all he could all he could, you know, think of. Well, and if you want to bring that point up, right, if, if the complaint is people trusted the mainstream media when it was all white people, right, what does that say about people's trust in minorities? I don't think it says anything. Has The, the whole argument of, of uh, media being trustworthy has nothing to do with race. It has to do with, you know, media being honest. <laughs> Understood. But if you're, if you're going to play the race card, right, you should have an answer to that question. Right. Assuming you're right, Mr. Mr. Malcolm, right? What does it say about trust in minorities if people only trusted white people? How how can minorities become more trustworthy in the eyes of the population so that they trust you on mainstream media? The way they trusted all those white people back then. Right? Yeah. And it's it's rhetorical. Matt Matt, Matt Taibbi gave him the answer for that, and that was well, you have to uh Give the news and give all of it and try not to have bias and try to be right. And if you're right over and over again, people will trust you. Yes. If you, if you keep messing up, <laughs> if you mess up for three years on one topic, you know, uh, CNN was, was stuck on, on uh, Russia collusion for three years and yep. people left. Eventually they're just like, uh, well, if the news is the same every day, then Obviously, we got to go somewhere else to get the news because obviously that's not just that's. I mean, even if it was true, there's other news out there, <laughs> right? And it's also important to stay in your lane, right? This is th- this this goes hand in hand with the the trustworthiness, right? Like if you listen to somebody who's an expert in their field, and you trust them as an expert in their field, and then they levy a comment or an opinion or a statement on something out of their field, which happens to be in your field and they're wrong and you know, they're wrong, right? You're then less likely to trust them about anything else. They say, even the stuff in their field, right? It's just, sure. it's just a, he's like, well, now I know you're lying because I know the truth on that one. Right. And so how, if I know you're lying on that one with such conviction, how can I trust you on anything else you say, even the stuff I trusted you on in the past? 
And so, you know, with with all with the 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 Russia collusion, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop, the effectiveness of the COVID vaccination, or you know, I I know you don't like that term, mRNA shot or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Gene like, therapy. Yeah, gene therapy. Whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you're like, I know you're lying. You know, and you're lying with such conviction that I can't trust anything else you say. You're no longer a source of information. Um, one of the, one, I think it's a fun little game um, that I, you know, I, I try to play or I, I try to get other people to play when I'm on the, you know, the, the radio show, Free Talk Live, right, is, you know, the, the, prog- the provocative question uh, going into the break, right? I'm like, we got to, you got to hook them with something. Right, so they stay through the break, and they want to come back and hear the rest. Um, and was it last year or the year? I forget. Whatever year that I was on the radio on September 11th. Um, yeah, it had to have been last year. Well, maybe it wasn't. I don't remember anymore. Um, but we, we played a game where, like, I wrote down a list of all these provocative questions. Uh, we called it, like, the, 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 uh, the 9-11 truth documents have finally been released and, unreda- or, and heavily redacted. Right. And so going into every break, I'd ask some dumb question about like who knew what on nine eleven, And then we'd come back from break and never get into it. And it was hilarious <laughs> as an inside joke. Right. <laughs> but I, but I stole that from like Fox news. Right. And I was like, well, the, the way Fox news is like clickbaity with their headlines and whatnot is everything is in the form of a question. Right. You know, what did Joe Biden know about the Hunter Biden laptop? You know, find out next and then you come back from the break and the 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 truth is nothing right like he didn't know anything right and this might not be true but you know you you get what i'm saying right right the answer is nothing right but people only listen to the provocative headline right just like clickbait and they they don't read the article or they don't listen to the news report right so the they make the they make the own assumption in their head right that he knew right (laughs) <laughs> how yeah. how much did Trump collude with Russia, right? Well, the answer is not much or not at all, right? But that's but you you only hear that line or you only see that headline, and you don't read the article and you just assume that it's more than what 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 actually the truth is. Yeah, but that's that goes back to the thing of giving people what they want to hear, and they'll they'll fill in the rest. You don't even have to provide. Any any facts, right? Um, pe- and as as long as you give them that, give them what they want to hear, um, they'll they'll stick around, <laughs> right? There, there's still people that watch CNN religiously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those and those are cult members, but <laughs> whatever. And, and and those people are getting the news, right? That Joe Biden went to the Ukraine, you know, to to see how the war is going and to you know help out Zelensky or whatever, right? Because that's that seems to be the biggest thing on the world stage, right? We're, we're on the precipice of World War III, potentially, right? The nuclear option is still on the table and people are you know, rightfully concerned, right? So that's, that's where the president of the United States focuses his attention, right? And on the right, right, if you turn on Fox News or whatever OAN or whatever the fucking right news channels are, right, it's... Oh look, Donald Trump is going to Ohio and bringing clean water, food and clean water to the the people affected in Ohio, right? Which, you know, as as we briefly discussed last week, because I know you weren't uh, too abreast of the situation, uh, MC. 
you know, is is quite an environmental disaster as it, it stands. Seems like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Does seem like it. But the environmentalists are nowhere to be found, right? Because it was, you know, deregulation that led to the train crash. And it's a Russian, uh, not a Russian, but a Republican governor of Ohio, right? So they're like, well, we'll just, we'll let them, you know, bear the consequences of their own, you know, policy and action type of a thing, right? And so Trump shows up, Biden doesn't show up. And so the headline is, where was Biden, you know, when Trump was helping out Americans in Ohio? He was off helping the Ukraine, you know, but on the other side of things, you know, on, on CNN, it's like, look, Biden's helping out the Ukraine because they're fighting a war with Russia, right? For freedom and independence and yada, yada, yada. Oh yeah. Totally for freedom. <laughs> well, and again, that's, you know, that's the, that's the other thing, right? That, you know, in talking with the boss is, you know, he, he believes that they're fighting for freedom and independence. And I went, well, it's, it's hard for me to get behind that language, and he goes, yeah, well, what do you mean? That, that, that's what Fox News used to say about uh, the war in Iraq. Right. Oh, we're fighting for freedom. It's like, what? <laughs> well, a whole bunch of oil over there. <laughs> it's, it's worse. It's worse in, in Ukraine. <laughs> and so the boss goes like, you know, why, why do you have trouble with that language? And I go, well, because they conscripted people, right? They're like, there were people who tried to flee a war zone right? Able-bodied males with their family. And they went, Nope, here's a gun, go back and fight. You know, you're not allowed to leave. So it's, it's hard for me to say that, you know, that the people of Ukraine are willing to fight to the very end to, to, you know, to defend their freedom and liberty, right? When they tried to escape and were conscripted back to fight a war that they wanted no part in, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, six of one half a dozen of the other but we got you got to get to the facts right and i'm not saying that russia's the good guy i'm not saying it's not you know it's not a a a a, a, an uh aggressive assault by the you know aggressive you know uh, invasion by the russians right i'm just saying from the ukraine perspective it's not even what you think it is you know so there must be something going on uh, and as we knew from the beginning, you know, I think you were the one who uh, pointed me in this direction, MC. Is, you know, it's a NATO thing, yeah. and has been from um, the beginning. And and to back that up, the the what do you call it? The uh, the head of the Defense Department in in Ukraine had an interview and said out loud that well, the Ukraine is effectively de facto NATO right now because. That's the only way they can exist right now is getting weapons from NATO. That's it. Yeah. And and so when when the head of the country says we're de facto NATO, that's what Russia is fighting against. They're, they they don't want NATO in Ukraine. Right. Um, it, and that's a violation of the original NATO agreements. Yeah, and there there's some loopholes in that, but uh, doesn't matter. Like both both sides have their opinion, and that's why they're fighting. Uh, but regardless, well, and, and, Russia and doesn't want to go ahead. Russia doesn't want to have a war in Russia. That's why they're having the war in Ukraine. Right. Which makes which makes sense, right? And if it were America, I'd be like, well, we're fighting them over there, so we don't have to fight them over here. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the same rhetoric, just spoken in Russian. And it's and it's the same concept as. You know, we don't want 
uh, Russian forces in Cuba. You know, yeah. we were, we were willing to go to war over that. And luckily they left. They're like, yeah, it is a stretch. We, we don't really need to be here. Um, and so now we're, we're doing the opposite, uh, you know, putting, trying to put weapons in Ukraine and we don't need to be there either. We just right. don't. <laughs> and right. We don't need to be there. Most people don't need to be there. And Ukraine is putting up a hell of a fight against the almighty Russians, right? Because they're being subsidized by the rest of the world. Yeah. Like it, it would have been over, I think, you know, months ago. Well, yeah. I mean, they, there, there should have been a negotiation and a ceasefire. And, and Russia, you know, maybe won something. Maybe not, um, but uh, U- Ukraine would win the most if if there's uh, a truce here, because then they can go back. You know? Yeah, and let and let the healing and the rebuilding begin. But that's not what they want. They want yeah. um, the whole the whole thing about this is punishing Russia, and uh, and Ru- Russia just just recently, you know, ended the last uh, treaty with the U S so I supposedly, I guess that means that Russia is, is, is free to uh, send their nuclear arsenal out to other countries uh, to uh, potentially attack the U S or anywhere. Fantastic. So make it worse. Uh, I also want to say one more quick thing. You said that, you know, it's, there's a loophole in the NATO thing and I'm fine with loopholes in general. Right. But then, you know, I would make the case that there's the, the letter of the law, and the spirit of the law, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And you that's may- why I said there's there's different opinions yeah. on it. And so, like, if the agreement was made with the Soviet Union that uh, that NATO shall not expand, and then Soviet Union fell, and now it's Russia, well, now we can expand as much as we want. Well, <laughs> right. That's the letter of the law, <laughs> right? And do, and and do you want to start a war, right? Following the letter of the law, but breaking the spirit of the law. Sure. Right. It was, you know, the, the similar case, you know, I know we talked about, I got, I got out of my parking ticket, um, but it was a similar case that I was going to make if I ever got in front of the judge was that I may have broken the letter of the law by parking on the wrong side of the road. Um, but I was not in violation of the spirit of the law, which was, you know, being out of the way of snow plows and snow cleanup because there was, you know, a dusting on the ground and I, I took pictures. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on, cut, cut me some slack. Right. I understand why the law is there and we were not, you know, there was no concern. Like if, if they had, you know, if they, if they had problems in the past that people wouldn't move, right. During, during when there's snow on the ground, like if the rule was any, any more than like three inches of snow and you got to get off the road, right. Rather than this stupid, uh, you know, anytime between December 1st and April 15th, you know, you got to park on one side or the other. Right. If it snows after April 14th, then you're screwed. <laughs> well, no, I'm not because they're going to have to plow around me. I'm going to, I can park because now it's but, the letter of the law. Well, right. now they're screwed. I mean, yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the letter is dumb, right? The spirit, I can, I can understand the spirit of the law from their perspective, right? I'm not going to say that it's a good thing because it's still a state mandate and, but it's not something. It's also something I would expect from private road owners, right? You know, when it snows, like you live in a snowy area, when it snows. Get out of the way. 
just get out of the way, you know? And so, you know, we went out to, um, Thursday night was hectic because I got a, I got out of work late and then we had dinner plans and, um, because it had snowed Wednesday night, right. And they did not declare a snow emergency. They then decided that Thursday was a snow emergency, even though it was not snowing at all, because that's the night that they were going to do the road cleanup. Right. So even in those situations, right, where the, you know, the, the letter and the spirit of the law are in alignment, right. They can say like, okay, it's snowed three inches, right. Now we're going to plow the roads. You have a whole day's notice, right. To, to move your vehicle without fear of, you know, tickets or towing or anything like that. Right. So even, even in that case, right. And even if they don't declare an emergency, they just go like, okay, it snowed. Right. Next day, clean up not now move would still be more in alignment with the spirit of the law uh, than the current letter of the law. And so, you know, so there, there's always that discrepancy and that's where the loopholes exist. Right. And again, I'm not against loopholes because, you know, when the, when the loophole is in your favor against the state, right. Use it. You know, why, why would you not take advantage of those things? Um, same with tax loopholes, right? Why aren't billionaires paying their fair share? Well, they are, hmm. right? Most most of them pay the minimum required, right, by law to pay. And the law has provided them how many upteen times the amount of loopholes that the average person gets to do write-offs and whatever and, you know, ex- business expenditures and what have you. Hmm. And and you know tax accounting is different because you can you know push things off and write things for the next year and amortization and you know depreciation of assets and all that fun stuff right and it's all it's all within the law and so they pay their fair share you may not like how much they pay or how little they pay right but they're not arresting billionaires for tax evasion and so if they change the law right there there's still going to be some loophole somewhere that it's going to get away from them, right? And some of that is just moving offshore, right? We, we see that internally with uh, wealthy, in, wealthy individuals leaving, you know, high-tax areas to go to low-tax areas, right? I want, uh, my goal is to keep as much of my money as possible, and if I've got billions, it's easier for me to do so, and so I do, right? Your system has kept you in place and poor and broke and struggling, <laughs> You just reminded me of something that, that happened recently with uh, people moving. Um, so uh, Tesla and some other companies moved to Texas. And yep. what, do you, what do you know? A few years later, uh, people start voting in, in the, the local government. I forget. what is Is that Houston or? It's uh, I forget, Houston I forget sounds right, but whatever. I only know like three cities in Texas. Yeah. The, anyway, wherever Tesla moved to, they 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 basically voted to uh, defund their police and which you know might be good in, in some ways but um, it didn't have the 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 effect that they wanted um, but but now you got people uh, t- taking over the roads and uh, you know theft is way up and so anyway they're 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 voting in bad policy and now it's becoming more like California. Yep, which you know, for 
for here in New Hampshire, uh, I usually say it in jest, right? Because um, I wouldn't actually do it, and I wouldn't actually be in favor of it. Um, but build a wall at the Massachusetts border <laughs> because we don't want those bad policies coming up here. Sure. Right. And so, and so the, you know, the, the freedom movement, the free state project, you know, anything like that, right. Has to, uh, continuously recruit and out, Im- and, you know, and out immigrate, uh, the, the people coming up from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's really sad. It's like, I, I don't understand why they're, there can't be uh, a law that prevents bad laws from happening. Like kind of like the U S constitution when it says there shall be no law, like that should be it. (laughs) (laughs) Instead they go, okay, well there's not a law, but we made an organization that, that just interfaces with the, the mainstream media and the, the social media. And, and, and now we, now we can make speech, uh, that we don't like go away and, and we can make, you know, misinformation and disinformation uh, all we want because we're, we get, we pay ourselves to, to do that. And, uh, and, and we threaten uh, companies that, that will stop paying them if, if they don't do what we want. And so, so, you know, it went from there shall be no law to, well, we have infinite money, so we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Right. Well, that, there you go. Right. They, they've written into the document somewhere or it has been allowed by the people. Right. That they, they're in control. They, they make the law. They're the lawmakers. Yeah. Right. The lawmakers go to Washington. And if they're not making laws, then they're not doing their job. And yeah, we've entrusted well, them to make the laws that we must follow. We. It's, it's, not, it's not about laws so much as it is um, if if they can do it, they think they should. And that's actually the, the wrong approach. You're like just because you can do it doesn't mean you should, should do it. You should, you know, you have to go back to the principle of the damn thing, which is there shall be no, why should there be no law uh, about, you know, restricting free speech in the U S why? Like you have to answer that question. <laughs> right. The law doesn't say why it just says there shall be no law. And, and that, that should be respected more than, well, I've got a billion dollars that was approved by Congress to, to spend on, on messing with, with, uh, uh, people's, uh, intake of information. So, so I'll do it. Right. Well, bec- because again, you know, as, as the boss rightfully pointed out for a change, right. It comes down to court cases in the matter. Right. So it's at some point, you know, the, the court cases, the courts, the Supreme court decided, Right, that free speech was not an absolute right. Right. There oh was- no, I I agree with that hundred percent. I'm just I'm just saying what what well, happened is that's the way why to, then the the way to get around the laws is isn't to uh, restrict speech uh, you know outright by by using the government, but uh, to mess with it because you have the money to do so and. So it's it's like okay, uh, there's no there's no law saying that there's uh, you know that that we have to have a top down education system. You know there there is a law saying that we have to have a post office. You know, right. That's in the constitution. So where did the, where did this uh, department of education come from? Is is probably in a you know a, a, 
a funding bill or something, you know, like, oh, we're going to create this department, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and the justification would probably be in the general welfare, right? Because the, yeah. argu- the argument from people who are pro-public education is, I don't want to live in a society surrounded by dumb people, right? You know, so well, that hasn't changed. <laughs> so I'm willing... So I am willing to pay my fair share, right, to educate the youth so I don't have to deal with dumb criminals, right? Like that's, you know, and I go, okay, good. You pay your fair share. I won't, right? Well, then you're part of the free rider problem because then you won't pay and most people won't pay and we'll still end up with dumb criminals. I go, well, maybe, maybe not, right? But I, I believe in individual liberty, personal freedom. Right. And if I don't, if I want to take my chances with dumb criminals, right, you leave that up to me. So I have a solution for dumb criminals. Right. There there was a a study, I can't remember which county it was in, but there was 13 schools in one county that that had zero kids uh, that could uh, pass math at at their grade level. And so I think it was in Illinois. Covered multiple. schools and and multiple grade levels but yeah. but there, there, it just shows you that there's i mean could you imagine being in a class where there's zero kids in your class that can perform at the expected level i mean that's just man yeah. that's stupid <laughs> well and again but but it's it's a compound issue right it's it's compulsory education the kids don't necessarily want to be there they they're forced by truancy laws to be there Right. So they act out because it's public school. Um, you know, say what say what you want about the ideas of collective bargaining. Right. But the teachers don't care because they're unionized in those areas. Right. They're they're They have grown weary of trying to educate children who don't want to learn. And since they cannot be fired, they just fail to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got teachers who don't want to be there. Yeah. But babysitting but we- students who don't want to be there. But we're supposedly required to keep paying them. <laughs> so, right. It's like, okay, whatever right. whatever you think. <laughs> and, you know, the, 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 the administrators will say, well, we just don't have the budget for it. Right? Increase our budget and we'll turn this around. Um, my, my sister is doing well for herself. Um, on her way to like a PhD, which, you know, she, she was, to her credit, she was a late bloomer. Right. She had, she had my niece young and that delayed college. Um, but she made it work, uh, so on and so forth. And so now as you know, as she, in her late thirties, she's approaching like a PhD, but she's got like a state job, you know, which helps or whatever. Um, but she, you know, telling a story to my mom that I happened over here when I was still in Hawaii, where they're like, oh yeah, we're coming up to the end of the fiscal year. And so we're just ordering all these new like computers and printers and all this other crap for the, for the, you know, for the kids. Right. Because if we don't, we don't get our budget increase next year. And like, you mm-hmm. see how that's a problem, right? Like I have to, you know, <laughs> this is why I don't advocate for this type of nonsense, even though you're doing well, right. For your, as an individual, right. You were doing well, but you are, you were working with and for the enemy in my opinion. So I can't, I can never, I can never be truly happy for you. Um, but I, I can respect that you are doing well. Um, 
but yeah, so you know they they you know they throw out all the still good stuff or sell it off or give it away or whatever in order to make room for you know all this new stuff that they have to buy because they have a they have a budget surplus um, and you know you can't have a budget surplus in the public sector right there's there's no there's no you know company savings account for future research and development or you know uh, what uh, rainy day funds down the line right you use the budget or you lose the budget uh, hmm. ironically again I'll, I'll take this back to work uh, we get a I'm gonna call it a stipend of like $50 a week for the, the telemarketing team. And that is for the marketing manager to direct and use as he wishes. Um, it's also used to purchase office supplies, you know? So we have the cheapest coffee, the cheapest creamers, the cheapest sugars, you know, because it comes out of this, you know, $50 a week discretionary fund, um, that we also use to, you know, uh, quickly incentivize, telemarketers to get more appointments set right so like this week we ran a contest um you know if you set five appointments you get a share of 40 bucks right and the first three appointments of the day are worth two bucks so if you set the first three you know of the day you get an extra six bucks on the day um so it's you know it's not a lot of money but you know if you if you do it often enough it 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 can be a healthy little chunk of change for that level right It's, it's not the huge commissions that the sales team gets but anyway, right, he goes like, you know, every Monday he's got to go beg the owner for his 50 bucks because it doesn't roll over, right? So he's like, okay, I got to go see the owner for money you now and get his 50 bucks because if he doesn't get the 50 bucks, right, and he goes, well, we've, we've got enough in the kitty for this week, right? When he goes to ask for his 50 bucks next week, he doesn't get last week's money, mm. you know? So it's just, you didn't come last week. You did not need last week. Here's 50 for this week. You know, <laughs> so hell or high water, right? He's got to go beg for his 50 bucks um, so that so that we can build up a kitty big enough to do contests like that and still purchase all the supplies and coffees and coffee creamers and stirrers and spoons and whatever that we need for the office. Right. right but, if, but if you but if you don't if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. If you don't ask for it, you don't get it. You know, do you drink coffee? Um, I use. OK, so I yes and no. Uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do drink coffee, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm addicted, but okay. I, I can kick it if I want to, but it's just, you know, do I want to deal with a headache for three days? And then uh, that's about it. Yeah. And so when I was working at the storage facility, um, I enjoyed like one cup of coffee a week because I would, um, you know, on, on Tuesdays, I would make my collection calls. And so I would just like, you know, get down on my desk, get my headset on, get all you know, comfy and chill and just, you know, sip on my coffee as I'm talking to people, asking them to pay their bill. Right. And I don't really do that at the new job. Um, but the new job, you know, I, I don't take as many naps as I used to at the old job. Um, (laughs) so I'm especially tired on Mondays, you know, like Mondays, uh, Mondays coming home late from the radio show Sunday nights, uh, means I'm a little lethargic Monday morning which wasn't a problem at the old job, right? Cause I could just chill at my desk. Uh, but the new job, I got to be like on my game cause Monday morning requires focus. I got to get payroll done. I got to got all the reports from the previous week done. Um, so typically I will, I've moved my cup of coffee, uh, from Tuesdays to Mondays and I still, you know, some Mondays I don't drink it, um, just cause I run out of time to, to make it before I got a clock in. 
but yeah, so I'm about I'm about like one cup of coffee a week normally, and then if there's an occasion, you know, like Thursday night, you know, we we went out to eat, um, we ordered dessert, and they're like, "Would you like a cup of coffee?" And normally I would say yes because it would have went well with dessert. Um, but it was already getting late because, you know, we were late to dinner because of the snow emergency nonsense. We're like, no, cause, cause then I'll be up and I have to go to bed shortly, you know, shortly after getting home in order to be ready for work Friday morning. Um, but yeah, so I, I will enjoy a cup of coffee, uh, on the occasion, uh, but typically just once a week. Like I'm not, I don't need my cup of coffee. Like the, the guy who works in the office, right? He is a fiend. Right, he comes in there early. He's like coffee, 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 and he's not ready to go until he drinks at least one cup, you know, or has one cup on his desk with him. Um, and he's like, "Man, I should just get, you know, they should just put the coffee machine next to me. That way, I don't have to leave my desk to go brew another cup of coffee. I can just like sit here and make my coffee and drink my coffee and coffee, 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 coffee." And yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never been like that. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, I just checked. Do you the want time. to read the headlines? Yeah, I do. I'll read the headlines, but I don't think we can get into any of them. Or, you know, may, if there's a short one and you want to overrun a little bit. Uh, headline, in America, democracy is a veil behind which the oligarchy rules. Uh, headline, poor people in developing countries find alternatives to commercial banking. Uh, headline, secession, should the American revolutionaries have quit to appease the loyalists? A headline, Florida bill would ban allowing dogs to stick their heads out of car windows uh, and declawing cats. A headline, Biden versus Bastiat. Headline, the childishness of wokeism. A headline, some U.S. states want to bring back child labor instead of giving adult workers better pay. And finally, headline, the libertarian case for slavery reparations, um, which ironically enough, uh, you know, normal regular semi-regular uh co-host ks uh is in africa right now like oh isn't that ironic right going back to the home base of where of whence this slavery problem started maybe i know that's not true but that was that was the funny joke that Mm -hmm. you so rightfully corrected me on pre-show mc right on um but yeah those are the headlines you can check them out you know the the telegram's Telegram links are always there, um, but unless there's one like really jumping out at you, we can you know we usually run long. Right now we're like right on time. We can just end the show right here. Right on time is good for me. All right, that'll do it for us. Then you guys know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me/anarchistexperience or t.me/theanarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week peace